publicated to you on a wonderful Friday afternoon. After Matt sat around and slaved away on it. Uh, it's been a little while, but uh, we're happy to be back. We're happy to get into the swing of the NBA, the NFL. I don't think we're going to get into the NFL on this pod, but there's lots of stuff going on. It's an it's exciting time. What do you call it? Like the uh, the golden age of sports, golden time? It's, it's the golden season when all four sports are going on at the same time. I like time. that. I like that. It's it's good. I mean, I haven't watched any hockey really yet, but like that's going on. You got playoff baseball. We got the got the Eagles going. We got the Sixers going. It's it's a time to be alive. It is the time to be alive. The only thing I would make it a, a bit better if the Phillies were still in the race, which we never got to talk to because Xander never did his research on the uh, MLB. You know what? I, I was I willing to let you get on here and do a monologue if you wanted to do that. But you know, the thing is that's no fun. Nobody wants to listen to me talk for. Forever, I could talk about baseball forever. I mean, I mean, th- nobody wants to listen to both of us talk. I mean, you're anyways, not wrong. But... All right, good segue. There we go. <laughs> All right, so today, pretty much, we're gonna we're gonna just be doing NBA today in this one, and then uh, maybe next couple days we'll have a, an NFL coming out. We got to talk about these Eagles playing pretty good recently against the Giants, anyway. But uh, yeah. All right, so Sixers. We're gonna do Sixers first. I'm gonna get into the uh, NBA overview. Uh, kind of hit some uh, some risers, fallers, rookies pending questions jimmy butler all that sort of stuff uh so if you don't want to hear that that's fine we'll do the sixers first i know that's what you want to hear that's what i would want to hear uh so yes let's get into it so sixers uh the reason we waited until today to do the pod instead of like uh yesterday the day before is we wanted to get kind of a two-game sample we watched the celtics game and obviously uh for those who saw it not happy it wasn't the best thing not happy you know of all the the things that are in the world that was not the best one. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. It's a terrible matchup. It always has been a terrible matchup. It always will be a terrible matchup. No, uh, it won't always be. I think, I mean, I think it is. I think it's just a bad matchup. I mean, they've got two guys who can neutralize our best player, which, like, no one in the league can say that. But Al Horford and Aaron Baines, like, we have to say it at this point. Like, they are very good at playing defense on Joel Embiid. Uh, especially in a low post, um, I don't know what it is. They just stay straight up and down, and they, and they like force him to try to do some spin turnover thing, and, and it's just it doesn't really work. I don't know why. Uh, he's got a, I think he maybe shoot a couple more like mid range faders. Like I don't really like that shot, but maybe that's the way to go against those guys. I don't know what it is. And then and then they've got so many. Go- oh my gosh, Matt, like how many mid range jumpers are they gonna make? Like I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they seem to. It's gotten to the point where they've made, like I'd say, like over fifty percent of their shots against us. They make a hundred percent. They make all of them. I don't. I don't think ridiculous. they've ever missed against Marcus us. Marcus Smart is probably the best shooting. Or or Marcus Morris or Aaron Baines. Like what the heck? Aaron yeah. Baines has like eleven career three pointers, and nine of them are against the Sixers. And I'm pretty sure that's just like, that's a made up stat. He's got to have at least twenty. Yeah, twenty against the Sixers. Yeah, eleven all time. Yeah, I think that's how it works. The dude doesn't miss. It's ridiculous. I don't think. I think. I don't even know to tell you. I think he's he did that thing from like Space Jam. He just took the powers of Steph Curry every time he plays against the Sixers. And maybe that's what yeah. happened. Maybe he took Markel Fultz's three point ability and just zapped it in himself. That's one thing. I definitely think the Celtics are at a better spot right now than the Sixers. Oh are. yeah. I think they have a better team in general. But the one thing 
I like about the Sixers is we have a lot more room to grow, I think, than they do. Yeah, they also have young talent. I'm not talking about the talent they have growing. Like, but both teams obviously have a lot of young talent that can, that can grow. But our bench can change a lot more. They're kind of set with their same 10 people. But kind of like last year, how he brought in Ilya Silva and Bellinelli, we still have those slots we can, like, Amir's here right now, but he might not be the second guy off the bench by the end of the year. I mean, we have Muscala still. Yeah, I think Muscala's going to end up being a pretty good, pretty key player. I, I liked how he looked in the preseason. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot more, especially from this game, there's a lot more. We still get Wilson Chandler to come off the bench. Yeah, he's going to be key. Them. Uh, we have What's-His-Face, too. Oh, yeah, um, I like him. Uh, Zaire. <laughs> I, I, I do like Zaire. I'm a big Zaire fan, just because, you know, why not? Jumps through the building, gets hurt in the preseason. What's not the love? Classic processor. Classic processor. You're the only uh, first pick that hasn't gotten injured was uh, Okafor. And Shamit, dude. Shamit's out, out here balling. Shamit looked really good today. Shamit against the Bulls. He had like, what did he have, like 12 points on all threes? He was he was going off. Yeah, he had four threes. He, he started he off rough. I, you, before you got there, he missed like uh, he missed like two or three. Um but I'll tell you what, like, he, does he not look just like JJ Redick running around those screens and stuff? Like, yeah, he looked. He had a really good pass to. Uh, yeah, and, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I think, I think what he's going to turn into, maybe not this year, but like his his potential on this team is JJ Redick with slightly worse shooting, but slightly better like dribbling and defense and 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 uh, ball movement. Like, I think, I think his defense is not bad. Like, uh, I heard him talk about it. Um, Talking about, he played. He's from Wichita State. I don't know if you guys knew that. He's mm-hmm. out of Wichita State. I think he played three years there. He was either three or four years there, and like he talked about, like that's a big defensive team. Like you don't play on that team unless you play defense. And uh, so he he comes from a culture of defense. Um, I believe that he he wants to play defense, which p- people don't realize. Like that's a big part of it. You gotta you gotta want to go out there and, and give some effort on defense, and I think he does. And I think it's just it's a massive statement by Brett Brown that this early in the season he's playing this much. Like, obviously we have guys injured, but he's he's throwing a true rookie, which when's the last time we had a true rookie play? Like, I don't even know. A true rookie out there playing meaningful minutes in the first two games of the season. It's it's cool to see, and he's doing a great job, I think. It was crazy, too. I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now. This game against the Bulls, he had the same amount of minutes as uh, Dario and Cove, and five Dang. more minutes than Redick did coming off the bench. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he, had the he most played like the whole fourth quarter instead of Redick, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot. after the, We needed this game against the Bulls after the Celtics game. And yeah. B, look, that, that might have been the worst game I've seen him B play in a while. Like, he, he yeah. struggled against the Celtics in the playoffs too, but I still think it was more of him as the Celtics playing good defense against him than it was him being bad. That Against the Celtics uh, two days ago, it was just and B was not playing like himself. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and I think he was kind of rattled. Like everybody came in there with a, a lot of a lot of nerves. You also got to remember, uh, we were coming from the China trip. Um, stat of the day is teams that played in China are one and seven on opening night, now one and eight. Um, so we got that going against us. We had to chat. They made us travel all the way to Boston. I mean, if that game's oh, yeah. in, if that game's in Philly, who knows? I mean, I think we might have won. We people forget. People forget. We went five of twenty six from three and like fourteen or something like almost 50% from the free throw line and lost the game. Like obviously yeah, we lost by by like 17 or whatever it ended up being, but 18, it was a, it was a 6-point game in the fourth quarter 
after being five of twenty six. We if we make two or three more threes, like we're winning the game, and uh, mm-hmm. and that was not a game we even should have really been in, but like we were in it somehow. And uh, so yeah, so there was that. And then uh, the game against the Bulls tonight, you know, we kind of just we messed around in the first quarter. They put up forty one because they hit. 13, 14 consecutive shots at some point. Like, shot like 71% in the first quarter. Typical. And then, uh, you know, we actually kind of started to look like ourselves. I thought this was the most we've looked like ourselves yet, like, including the preseason. Yeah, I mean, you keep you keep saying that. I think it's the second. Yes, we looked like ourselves. This is what we wanted to see from, like, I'd say the second and third quarter. The fourth quarter was also kind of sloppy. Yeah. Just because I think we were shoving in different people. But the second and third quarter, I thought we looked really good. Um, the preseason, I don't really take much from the preseason. It's just people getting their feet wet and they're working on their stamina more than anything in the game mm-hmm. and, like, a little bit of their moves. But I don't take away, like, oh, we look sloppy in the preseason. Everybody looks sloppy in the preseason. So I, th- I still think this is how we, we – want to look where we are right now there's still a lot of improvement obviously until we get into the season like full swing of the season so this this is how i want to look against the celtics right off the gate maybe not a win but just like playing consistent good basketball yeah and i heard somebody say you know it, maybe it was a good thing I, I, it's never a good thing to lose an opening night but to to get the taste on opening night first game of the year like that's who we've got to beat there's no messing around about it. Like that's the team that we've got to beat if we want to get to the finals, which is the goal. I mean, people will say what they will about this season, but the finals are the goal until proven otherwise. Because honestly, that is a realistic ceiling for this team. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying I'm predicting them to get to the finals, but a finals appearance is a ceiling for this team for this season. And that Celtics team is who we're gonna have to beat to get there, um, barring some weird thing. And uh, my hope is that that opening night, like, butt-kicking will, like, remind us that, yeah, we've got a little ways to go. But, like, hopefully it inspires us and says, all right, let's do it. Like, let's get there. Yeah, I mean, last year our goal was to get to the finals as well once we went on that. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was the first year. The like, end. it was different. It was the first year, but that's what I was going to say. This is our second year into it. We're more experienced, and we know what it was like to play in the playoffs. And – I think the road there is a bit easier this year because the Celtics aren't, are not the Celtics, the Cavs aren't there anymore. It's just us, the Raptors, and the Celtics. Last year, it was the, the top four, maybe five with the Pacers. Maybe the Pacers will be here again this year. I they think the Pacers will. and Bucks will be legit this year again. The Bucks were not legit last year. But Didn't they take uh, the Celtics they, to seven? Yeah. yeah but they were they also, took, they were the seven seed. I mean, the Heat. They took the Celtics to seven. That. That's all you got to say. I mean, that's yeah, legit. Whatever. That's legit. I mean, yeah. I would uh, I'd appreciate it if they beat them because we definitely could have beat the Bucks, and then we could have beat the Cavs, and the next thing you know, we're playing the Warriors in the finals. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Bucks are a playoff-built team. I think they're a good team for the regular season. They're I agree with well that, but they, you got to remember they also have a new coach. That's I think that's that's should not be undersold. They had last year, too. Yeah, but this coach is actually a coach. Like, who was their coach last year? Like, Terry Stotts? Was that it, right? Some he was crap. He was crap. I remember he he wore glasses and he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, this year they got <laughs> they got Mike Budenholzer, who is legit, is a good coach, and I think uh, I think he might be getting something going over there in uh, Milwaukee. Not that I like the Bucks at all. I, I hate the Bucks. The Bucks always mess around and like Tony Snell goes off for thirty against us. But uh, I think 
don't sleep on the box is my main message here. I think it's a three horse race. I think those the only thing that the uh, Bucks and the Pacers would be is Cinderella teams in the first round. There's no, I don't think any of them, either of them are getting. Well, past one the of them's gonna have to the win the first round. Well, that I mean, I guess unless people squeak in different places. I mean, you would expect one of those two teams to beat whoever they play in the lower end of the bracket, unless they play each other. Then, yeah, I'm sure. One of them's going to get in. But I mean, you would expect those to be four or five, maybe four or six seeds. And then, uh, yeah, I think maybe one, yeah, if I not two of them, true. could make it to the second round. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any legitimate opinion that one of them is going to be in the finals this year. I, I think mean, yeah. But, it's like, gonna that's kind of the – all right, so Matt and I were just arguing a little while ago about – I had uh, kind of a hot take about the Western Conference. I think it's not as good as people think it is. And I think maybe that's kind of the point I was trying to make is um, – which I know you're still going to give me crap for this. But my main point was I think the Western Conference isn't as good as people think it is because the the teams 4 through 10, while they are good and they're all competing for playoff spots, and I get all that, they're not legitimate title-contending teams. Like, you cannot look me in the eye and say the the Thunder will make the finals this year. But, but you, could, will, you could say I that will... for the top no. three teams in the, in the East and the top three teams in the West. It's three-team race on both conferences. I'd say it's a two-team race. I don't think the Jazz are there yet. I think they'd need another year. Yeah, and that's probably the same thing for us, too. Um, well, actually, the Raptors are, are weird this year, too. I think they – I guess they have the talent to get there. Yeah, I think you seem do down too, on them. But it, let's, let's but it's, yeah, I, think I think they're going to be better than us in the regular season. I think they're going to get two-seed. But I think with a diff- new head coach and a new star on the team, it's going to take a little bit. But I think stuff like that takes more than a year to adjust. Yeah, but you think about it. Think about it this way. One, the head coach is the assistant coach from last year, so it's not like he's coming in with a whole new regime and a whole new system. Like, but they're he, taking away the coach of the year from last year. Yeah, 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 but he was the assistant coach. I get that. I don't like that move at all. I think it was stupid. But it's not like this guy is going to come in with all these radical things and none of the players know him or anything like that. Like The new coach, well, it remains to be seen if he can coach or not, but I don't think that's going to be a big issue. And then second, they are returning the exact same team from last year, except they switched out DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. Like, that's it. And, and how can you not expect that team to be better? I, I know. I just think, one, I think the Celtics are still better. Okay, maybe. Two, I think we match up well against them. Okay, maybe. And three, I did not discount them. I said it was a three-horse race, I didn't, and I said they were better than us in the regular season. We'll see come playoff time. But, yes, they definitely have a legitimate chance of making it to the finals. Yeah. I think the Celtics will end up getting there, but I, I think they, they do have a chance. Screw the Celtics. But. What I, what I was going to say is you, you were talking all this hype about the Bucks and the Pacers doing well and upsetting people in the East. But those two, the Bucks and Pacers, would be compared to every team 4 through 10 in the West. They would be matched up perfectly with one another. Yeah. The Bucks, say the Bucks and the Nuggets, they're about the same level. The Nuggets are probably going to be the 8, maybe the 9 seed. Maybe not even make the playoffs in the West. And I think that's the difference between the two things. We have we only have two of those mid-tier teams that are like playoff contenders, but they're not really contending for the finals. And that's the Bucks and the Pacers. Over the other side, how many teams are there? We got we got Thunder, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Spurs, Timberwolves, and then even the Lakers this year because LeBron's there. How good do you think the Lakers are going to be? Uh, I think they'll squeak into the playoffs. 
I don't think they're passing the first round, though, because they're going to have to play the Warriors or the Rockets do the they, first round. Do they hit 50 wins? No. Do they hit 45 wins? Yeah. I think they're going to be around 48, 49. Yeah, I guess I th- that I th- sounds about right. I, I mean, I think they'll be a, a 7 we'll or 18 seed. I think it's going to – we're going to see what kind of offense Luke Walton tries to run out there. I mean, it, it seemed like it was kind of fast-paced and, and all that. Uh, in the one preseason game that I kind of saw. But uh, I don't know. I mean, LeBron might lead the league in scoring because, like, who else is going to score for that team? It's going to be like LeBron's going to put up 32 and Ingram's going to have 20, and, like, who else is scoring? Rondo's not going to put up points. Lonzo's not scoring. Kuzma's going to go out there and jack up shots and average 12 points on 30 shots. Like, he'll, average, he'll average, like, 15, 16. Nah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Lance is going to be Lance. Uh, I I think Lance LeBron LeBron might have to average 30 33 points like he'll, I think he'll average around 26 28. But like, I don't know. I think I think part of the reason why the rest of the Lakers are going to be good because people are going to be so focused on LeBron while they didn't have that player last year to focus on on the Lakers. So Lakers, I mean, uh LeBron's going to draw the double team a lot. He's going to be able to kick to Lance, Kuzma or uh even even Lonzo. Yeah, I so don't I think that that's going to help them score more, and that's why LeBron's so efficient. Why he's the best player in the league right now. KD, I I, I feel like KD is the best scorer in the league right now. Not best, not best shooter. Best shooter is like Steph, but KD's just giving the ball and he's going to score. I don't like KD. I don't like him either. But I don't he's good. need him. I don't need him. I'm starting a team. I don't need him on my team. I I just don't. Give me give me Russ. Uh, I disagree. I would take KD over Russ on a team any day. Nah. If I'm just restarting a team. Nah. If you're making like an all-star team, give me Russ. No. Give me Steph. There's a reason why the Thunder don't do anything. The reason the Thunder don't do anything is because their whole team is trash except for Russ. Because Russ tries to take over. He doesn't give other chances. That's the difference between Russ and LeBron. Russ puts it upon himself, and he tries to carry the team. LeBron uses his power to help the whole team. And produce. All right, all right, we we are we are very off track. All right, uh, let's let's go through some individual players on the Sixers before we get in full blown into this whole NBA preview. Although we already kind of already kind of did that. So uh, let's start with Simmons. He's gonna be good. Gonna be good, dude. That's. I think he, uh, he'll average. I think uh, we were talking yeah. about this on Tuesday. I think it's a legitimate thing to expect him to get eighteen nine and nine this year. Yeah. I think he's that good. I mean, he's already done it through. I mean, it's only two games, but he's looked really good. He, is he going to average 14 rebounds, 13 rebounds? Like, I mean, why no, won't he? he? Won't, yeah. Because there's going to be a few games where he only gets five or six. I don't think there is. S- same with assists. I don't think there is. Why would it be? I mean, I, I can't imagine. Like, because the thing is, the thing is, our offense is so dependent on him passing. It's like we have so few other creators who are just going to go out and do it by themselves. Like, everything comes from Simmons when he's on the floor, and as it should because he's a freaking master. He's a mastermind. He's out there doing crazy passes, like manipulating defense every time down the floor. It's crazy, and it's beautiful to watch, and I think he's going to – I think he's going to make an all-star team. He might push to start on the all-star team this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's I some pretty good guards in the in the East, but 
I, I don't know how you leave him out if the Sixers are like 15 games over 500 and he's averaging 18, 9, and 10. Oh, he's he's going to be an all star. No, I, I mean like a starter. Like I, it's just I mean Kyrie might be putting up like 21 points on the on the Oladipo Celtics as well. Kyrie Oladipo. I mean that yeah, that's who's got to beat out. Uh, Kyrie Oladipo. Like Kemba John Wall. will probably make it again, but he won't. John Wall, like, Bradley Beal. John Wall, Bradley Beal. Markel Fultz. Yeah. <laughs> if he keeps cashing threes like he did today. All right, so that was Simmons. Hit me with your faults take. Hit me with it, and then uh, I might get into mine. We'll see how much time there is. No, you're going to get into yours eventually. We all know that. But I think Fultz is a starter, but he's starting for defense. He's really a bench player. Right now, at least. I'm not saying that he, he can't eventually be a starter, and a legit starter. He's still... I still think he needs to work into his role a little bit. He hasn't looked great these first two games yeah he's had a f- he, he's looked he's looked pretty good on defense which is why he's starting over jj for his defensive presence but he needs to get smarter with his shot selection and he needs to be more confident in his shot selection as well i feel like every single time he goes up for a shot halfway up it looks like he's like thinking oh i shouldn't have done that or oh i wish i did something else. i totally agree i totally he, agree he, he he rushes a lot into like his little like the has he pull up jimbo he does that every single like that's his go-to, but I feel like every single time he's about to do that, his feet are moving weird. I think his his feet are off a lot because I'm not sure if he wants to do something else, but he already committed to this one like that shot, or he already has a pre-drawn play in his head, and nothing's going to stop him from finishing that, even if halfway through he knows it's wrong. It's kind of filthy though. I mean, yeah. it might only be because people aren't like expecting him to shoot or like wanting him to shoot. But it seems like every jumper I've seen him take this far, like, he's gotten off clean. Yeah, I mean... It's just he's not making them because it's still kind of hitchy and he doesn't look super confident in it. But, like, yeah, uh, he, maybe there's there's a time, there's a there's a, a universe in which that has he pull-up Jimbo is, like, kind of his go-to move and he's cashing it at 60% when it's open and next thing yeah. you know, like, that's his shot. Well, that's the difference from last year and this year, I think. Last year, he wasn't confident in his shot. I think he's confident in his shot now. He's not confident in his shot selection. Yeah, no, I think that's it. And I think it's really, it's just, it's confidence in general. And that's kind of what goes into his shot selection. Um, anything else you want to say before I jump into mine? No, go ahead. I know you got all I say. <laughs> so pretty much, I, I agree with you. And uh, I think it, it's like a combination of uh, his, his confidence and his role and and just kind of the place that the team is at it's all kind of as much as we like support him and we want him to to start and we want to do all these things to support him it's just not like an ideal spot for him it's like there's a big spotlight on him there's a big spotlight on this team to succeed and he's going out there and he's just not confident i mean it showed way way more against the celtics than it did tonight uh he he looked for his shot a lot more tonight um they didn't really go down, but uh, he definitely he got his shot a slightly more comfortable way tonight. But against the Celtics, it, it was brutal to watch, and it was just you could you could physically see him thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, like I have the ball, and we're, they're running a pick and roll for me. Like I gotta make something happen out of this." But what do I do? Like he does, he he just can't decide, and it's just not instinctual. And so, 
people, the people that don't understand basketball and don't understand where this kid's coming from, don't understand sports. I mean, I might be calling you out right now. Yeah, I'm going to call you out. Stop. Relax. Chill out. This was treat this as if it was his first game of his rookie season. Because, like, yeah, he played some last year, but that's what this is. Everybody's saying this is his rookie season. we got to treat it like that. He's going to make rookie mistakes. And, I mean, I think it's going to come. I think the mechanics look like they're there. I think the handle looks like they're there. The defense will come along. He has great physical tools. And so if the only thing we're waiting on is his confidence and his, his natural instincts – which he showed, like, you, you don't lose natural instincts. It's just, it's your confidence in your ability to make the right decision without having to think about it. It's kind of a weird line, but it's like, as soon as he gets back to that point where he doesn't have to consciously make a decision to do something, he's just reacting. When the defense takes a stutter step backwards, he pulls up instinctually. That's when Markel Fultz is going to return. And I, I, I think if we just play him in the starting lineup, we give him his 25 minutes a night, and he, he slowly recedes from the spotlight because we see him out there every night. Like, once it, it becomes not, like, a crazy thing, like, oh, my gosh, Markel Fultz is playing, I think I think we'll we'll start to see him settle down and take comfortable shots and make comfortable plays, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think the one thing to uh, come out of tonight, too, is he, he took 15 shots. That was the most on the team. And were they all so, jumpers? They were, like, almost all jumpers, too. Well, uh, yeah, I'd say, I think he took at least four layups. He took he a lot of jumpers. that one where he missed the layup, and then he, yeah, he yeah, put yeah, the yeah, tip yeah. back. No, I was I, then, I didn't mean literally all jumpers, but it, yeah. it was a lot of He's jumpers. He's taking a lot of jumpers, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's – I think he just needs to get his groove back. Yeah. And to, I was – Like, I, actually playing, because he hasn't played a meaningful game in a while. Like – at the end of last season, like we already knew we were making the playoffs, and we didn't put him into key situations. Like we needed buckets at times. He was just kind of like, "Get your feet wet again, Mark." Yeah, he's actually playing meaningful games and meaningful minutes now. So he's he needs to, like, he's starting to get used to that again. Yeah, in my so mind, I think that the fact that even though he only went uh, five for fifteen, which isn't great, but the fact that he took fifteen shots is great. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in my opinion, there's two schools of thought. Either you see him opening night, you see him, like, physically thinking, and and you watch him, and you're like, oh, my gosh, he's lost it. Like, it's it's gone. Who is this guy? Or you see that, and you're like, okay, this isn't him. The confidence still isn't there. And either you say, it's not there, and it's not coming back, or it's not there, let's not judge him on what he's doing right now. Yeah. Like obviously you can't give him a free pass. I'm not trying to say that, and people are going to accuse me of being like, "Oh, you're overly supportive. You would never criticize him." That's not what this is. This is just saying it's a kid out there trying to to, to work back into a game that he really struggled with last season, didn't play at all, and let's just give him a month. Is that ridiculous to say? Give him two months. Let's see how, where we are after two months. If he's still out there, looking making bonehead plays and looks like he doesn't belong after two months. Even may, that might that might be too early, but like let's just relax, let's let him play the game, let's see what happens, and I mean if we're in the playoffs running pick and rolls, that'd be that'd be magical, that'd be awesome, that would add a, a whole new element to our offense, and it's got to happen. Yeah, we need him to succeed. Yeah. All right, cool. Any last any last uh, Sixers stuff we want to get to before we jump into the NBA? Embiid. 
So, I mean, we saw two different Embiid's. We saw the Embiid when he's getting frustrated and when he's uh, off his game and getting physical defense. I don't know. Did you see the stat that he ran like 1.27 miles on defense? Did you see that? I didn't see It was that. going around on Twitter. So, I guess they can track like how much you move just on defense. And it, all, it, it definitely seemed like he was out there tracking wings a lot against the Celtics and like out there playing ISO against Tatum like way more than he should have been. And apparently he ran 1.27 miles, which is like 0.4 more than he averaged last season and all that, blah, blah, blah. But it, it was kind of not the greatest thing to see him out there on an, on an island by himself. But I thought he did a pretty decent job like in that respect. Yeah, yeah he, I think his defense will always be there. I think the big thing he needs to work on is offense. Yeah, he, he, he's going to average – I'd say like twenty four this year, but he he had thirty tonight, he didn't he? He had thirty, yeah. That's so what, bad. yeah. I I think he has two moves basically that he he's goes the, to. He's got a lot. Of he has, he has, he has other like uh, improv plays where he does like the dream shake isn't really a go to. It's just kind of like when he's feeling himself, he goes yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. No, but he not. doesn't do it that often. So he either has the size up, two or three jazz steps, pull up in someone's face, or he backs in and then takes one step and tries to draw a foul while he goes up for a layup. Yeah. At the at the baseline, not driving in or anything like that. But are they not both unstoppable when he's on? But you were just saying how Horford and uh, when, when he's on, yeah. Cause, I mean, he's an all-star. So any all-star who's on is going to be a almost superstar. impossible to guard. Joel Embiid's a superstar. I said all-star just because he was actually an all-star last year. But, I mean, he just needs to be more consistent in that and add to his move repertoire. I think he needs another, not just improv thing, but, like, put it in his game even when he's struggling so he's not so predictable. I disagree. I don't know. Once he's struggling, you know what he's going to do every single time. And Baines and Horford knew that. And they just just guarded that one play. I I, I don't know. I think, in a sense, you're right because, like, when he's struggling – he kind of forces it, and uh, he gets sloppy. But, like, if anything, he he sometimes tries to do too many moves, and he has too many things that he can do. He, he tries to do too much. Um, I I don't think he should go out looking to add another. Did you see that sky hook? Where did that come from? Did you see that? Yeah, I think I did. Against the Celtics. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, like, ran across a lane and did a legitimate sky hook. It's like, where did that come from? That was awesome, but like, I don't know. I I think I don't think the moves are the problem. I think it's more of a mentality thing and like knowing when the double team's coming and when it's just not your time and to pass the ball back out and set a screen or something like that. Because like, well, I don't know about you, but can't you tell every single time he's about to turn it over? Yeah. But the 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 moves I'm talking about aren't just like moves to score. It's his go to ISO. Give me the ball. I'm going to score right now. Like, uh, like game on the line, or I'm struggling. Give me the ball. I need to get back on track. Those plays where he like, I was talking about Markel earlier. Like, I'm going to do this move even if I struggle halfway through. I'm going to finish the move. Yeah. Like he he only has those two, and when he's on, or if he just has the bucket and his par- ball and he's part of the game. Yeah, he has a bunch of different things he goes to. But I'm talking about the the plays that are already pre drawn in his head, and he knows going down the court. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. He, he, I think he needs to add another one or two 
to that or else he's going to become really predictable in key situations. Yeah, and it's a fair point. You might be right. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, I know we did a ton of work this offseason. I don't know how much of that was adding moves. Supposedly, it was to add to cut down on the turnovers. I didn't notice tonight any turnovers really from him. Uh, he, he got called for like a defense of three seconds. I th- maybe one one bad pass. It was definitely not as noticeable as it was against the Celtics. He had two turnovers. So, yeah, if he averages two turnovers... That'd be spe- spectacular. That, that's great. That's yeah. perfect. As much as he handles the ball? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's... Uh, what do you think the Sixers' record is this year? So they hover around 50. Hopefully a little north. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say 50 and 32 is a good bet. I think our over under is like fifty four, isn't 54 it? Fifty four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I th- I think we should go fifty two. I'm being a little conservative with my prediction. I think fifty and thirty two is a good bet. At least fifty wins. I think we should get more. I think anything over that over under is a good season for us, though. It's not like we should we should expect to get fifty four. I don't think that's the case. Nah. I, I kind of agree. Uh, I don't know if you remember, like my my initial take this it's off like season, it was like forty seven, yeah, and I was like, I was pretty sold on it. I was like, yeah, I think I think they'll regress. I think I I got sold on the oh they won sixteen games to end the season. They were they were thirty and thirty before that or whatever it was. Um, but the other thing is, it's like their starting lineup is better than like everybody, and and so like. Our starting lineup against anybody that's not Boston and Toronto should just be a net plus 10 or 12 for the game. And uh, if our bench is as much better as we think it's or we hope it's going to be this year uh, with, with Wilson Chandler and Muscala and Zaire, hopefully, and then Redick it, and Redick, Fultz, whatever you want to say there, TJ, I, I, I think I'm swinging the other way. And Shamit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I think I'm gonna say fifty four. I think fifty four. Like pretty confidently, I think we're gonna beat bad teams. I think we're gonna beat teams from the West, and we're gonna play good teams, maybe a little bit below five hundred. I don't know. I don't know if we're built to beat the best teams right now, but uh, I think we're going to beat bad teams. And there's think a lot of bad teams in the NBA be- because we're young and we're hungry. I think that bodes well for us against good teams in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Rockets and the Warriors, they know where they're going to be at the end of the year. So the regular season, they're just kind of going through the process. While us is kind of like, we. I think this team still wants to prove themselves in the regular season, not just the postseason. Yeah. So I think we're going to play to win every single game. While the Warriors and the Rockets, if they're down 10 late and they're away, they're not going to, they're going to be like, okay, whatever. I'm done. But the Sixers, if we're down 10 late, I, I'd hope that we keep pushing. I think we this team would keep pushing to try and win that game. Yeah. I think – I just think uh, it's going to be really hard for other teams to put out as good of lineups for the entire game as we can for the entire game. And I think it's going to be really beneficial for us. And I'm just envisioning, envisioning us playing like, I don't know, like the Nuggets or even the Spurs, it's like 
they've got a decent starting lineup that can match up fairly well against our starting lineup. But I imagine when they have to go to their bench, like we should just destroy them at that point. So I don't know. As I, I, as... I'm optimistic. I wasn't optimistic like three weeks ago just because I was like, oh, we're going to win 47. We're going to regress, whatever. I think we're going to win 54. We're going to get the uh, three seed. I think Boston goes over 60. I think Toronto's about 57. Uh, and then, yeah. And then we, uh, Toronto and the Celtics beat each other up. And we beat whoever the winner of that series is in the conference finals. And then go over there and take down the Jazz in five in the finals. That wouldn't be the case. It would be us versus Raptors. And then a winner of that plays the Celtics. Yeah. Technicalities. You're assuming I had the Raptors at my three seed. Oh, I no, had us I was, at the eight seed. I was assuming you, you just said with the one, two, yeah, and three yeah, seed. Yeah, my were. bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Butler. I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. I don't know. I probably listened to about 10 times more. NBA podcast than you do because I yeah. sit at work and have nothing to do but listen if to the NBA podcast. I don't really listen. To I, I listen. I absorb so much content and all everybody wants to talk about is Jimmy Butler so I'm kind of over it by now but I'm sure you haven't gotten a chance to talk about it so so let's hear what you've got to say about it. Um, well, I think it's BS. I don't think as long as he's on that team Towns isn't going to be good. Just because Towns is going to see pressure from Jimmy, and Jimmy's not going to give him the ball because it's his team until he leaves. So he's just going to hurt the Timberwolves as long as he's on the team. And he's also going that. to hurt his stock. I think he'll hurt his stock. I think he'll hurt Towns' production. But I think Jimmy makes that team better objectively when he plays. Yeah, the team's going to be better with Jimmy than without him, but not in the way it's happening right now. I think there's there's a lot to do with team success with leadership, not just skill. And there's no leadership with Jimmy Butler on that team. There's no leadership anywhere in that locker room. Jimmy Butler is the only leadership on that team. Like, there's not like he's competing leadership. Like, Cat is not a leader, and, and Wiggins yeah. is not a leader. Like, the leader of that locker room is Jimmy, and then it's like Tibbs. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going on in Minnesota. It's weird. So, yeah, do you I think, think do you think they should trade him? Oh, yeah, 100% they should trade him. I don't know for what or to who, but they should get rid of him. So there, there were talks of uh, Miami, Miami, some sort of Josh Richardson package. Um, and then uh, somewhere along the line, Tibbs called up and was like, hey, I want more, more in this package. Like apparently they were pretty close, and then Tibbs was like, oh, I need some more. I need a sweetener or something like that. And uh, apparently Pat Riley like cursed him out and hung up the phone, so that's where that's where things stand on the trade front. And Miami was like the the favorite for where Jimmy was gonna go. So the thing is, like, yeah, they should try to trade him, and yeah, it's not an ideal situation. But like, I don't know where he's gonna go. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to. I don't know. Even with him, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. So I think they should just get rid of him for something, or else he's because his contract's up after this year, isn't it? Yeah. So he's just going to sign somewhere else if they don't trade him for something. So even even if they don't get their sweetener from the Heat, they they, they need to get rid of him. I'd give it two months, and if he's not, if you don't get a good deal by then, you you need to ex- expect less for him. 
Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care too much outside of if he comes into the Eastern Conference or if the Sixers are somehow involved. I don't want him on my team. I don't want keep him away from my team. Let me keep Markel Fultz in the Heat 2021. Don't give that up. I'm not gonna be able to re-sign him. If we do re-sign him, it'd be interesting, but that would like screw a lot of things up. I think. Uh, maybe maybe that'd be a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to trade for him. Let's see how things go. He seems to be kind of toxic and pissed off right now. And keep that away from my young, happy team. Yeah. I think he, I mean, we've talked about this countless times, how he'd come in and he expected to be his team. Yeah. I, so. I, I don't know about that. We'll see. Or we won't see. Hopefully we don't see. So do you, do you have any uh, surprise teams this year or any teams that you don't think is going to uh, perform as well as people think? You know, my team is uh, the Pacers. I think I don't have any any roster in front of me, but from what I can remember, they added a couple people. Uh, like, did they get like Tyreek Evans or something like that? Yeah, I think they might. Have. I think Tyreek Evans somebody. sounds right. Uh, Tyreek Evans, somebody else. I don't know. I feel like the Pacers don't get any respect. I think Oladipo kicks ass. I think he is awesome. I love Victor Oladipo. I love watching him. He he just looks like a stone-cold killer. And uh, I think the Pacers will probably win, like, I don't know, 48, 49 games. But I think that's a team that I would not want to play in the playoffs because they have a guy who can win a game and win a couple games, win a series. And uh, not that... Everybody, all the, all the top teams don't have that guy. But I think that's the team that people are sleeping on or kind of writing off and uh, maybe shouldn't be. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I think they'll get the four seed. And whoever is the five seed, is they're going to have, I think, the uh, Pacers come out of that. I don't know. I think the Pacers are going to bring exactly – what's expected they're going to be a good team in the regular season going to get the four seed and then in the playoffs they'll play tough but they won't do anything anything serious how about you uh well my one like surprise team kind of i guess would be the pelicans just like they they won the one series last year and yeah they lost boogie but I think they have a chance to be the four C if they want to in the West. Because I mean the o- the only two teams I'd say are better than them that would be like the four or five seed are the Thunder and the Trailblazers. And the Pelicans showed last year they, they swept the Trailblazers. They're clearly better than them. The Thunder can be iffy, I think. So I think they could beat out the Thunder to get to a four C if that put them home field advantage in the first round. So still I mean, like I said about the Pacers, I don't think they're going to do anything serious in the playoffs. They'll win a first series, maybe cause some trouble in the second series, but not win. But I think just in the regular season, they'll have a better record than other people think they're going to have. Yeah, I think I'm in the group of people that doesn't think they're going to have a great record. I think if if Anthony Davis has anything less than an MVP season, which he probably will have, but, uh, I mean, say he misses, like, 
if he misses 10 games, if he misses 15 games, like that's all it would need for them to miss the playoffs. Um, now, granted, I think he's pretty healthy, but they're running out. They're running out. They, they've got Drew Holiday. I'll give you that. But their backup point guard, Alfred Payton, like the guy who we traded for Dario Saric, I, I don't know if that's such a good thing. They had they had Rondo last year who would come in and, and be a very solid backup point guard. I think he was also running with Drew for a lot of time, and he's gone now. Uh, they got Julius Randle and Mirotic in there. Mirotic is good. Randle is pretty good, but I don't know how they're all going to work together. I don't think Randle's a great like uh, stretch whatever to play with Davis. And so I don't know. I, I don't think um, – I don't think it all fits together very well. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is a spectacular player. But I could kind of see them just not really working out and like getting like the the 7 or 8 seed. Or maybe even missing the playoffs. I don't know. I just think that I'm, there, there aren't many teams that match up well at that position to face Anthony Davis, which is why I think they'll be good. If Anthony Davis is an MVP candidate, the only team that might be able to match up with him is the Jazz because Rudy Gobert is there. Anybody else, he's gonna he's gonna work, get average thirty against everybody, and I think that that'll, that'll lead him to more wins than people will suspect, because it will be AD getting wins throughout the season, and then the team shows up like they did in the playoffs every once in a while to get them those extra few wins. Yeah, I guess my only question is, is like, why do you think this is the season? Like, hasn't that been the case for the last three seasons? Like, yeah, why, why is really this team blew better? Up last year, AD was third in MVP voting last year. Yeah, but that's because yeah, last people, year was people, definitely his. He's last had like year, the same stats for every year. Like, I, he's get, he's been getting better, but I don't think he's, I don't, he wasn't bad before by any means. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just like, the Trailblazers team stuck to me. Yeah, I, don't think. I, I think if they if they don't make it out of the first round again this year, then something's going to happen. Uh, Dame probably goes to L.A., I don't know. But I think they're going to run it back for one more year, and they'll probably get a top six seed. Yeah, and I think the Thunder are going to be what they were last year. They'll be like a 4-5 seed. Yeah. But I think that the Pelicans would contend with them. I don't think that that's just what I'm thinking. They definitely have the upside to be a 4 seed. And I think the Jazz, they had a really good year last year. And I think they will be the three seed, but I think there's a chance that they drop to like the sixth seed as well. I, th- I think they will get the three seed, but it's just that chance. Like that middle ground in the West is kind of tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of people are, not a lot of people, but some I have heard whisperings of kind of Donovan Mitchell regression candidate. And uh, I got to say, I would not be opposed to it. He's uh he's got he's got to lay off the whole Ben Simmons hate before I can start liking him again. He kind of ruined the Jazz for me. He did. My jazz. My I, jazz. I was I a Jazz. Lo- fan. I love the Jazz. I love, I love jazz. Rudy Gobert. I play with him all the time in 2K16. And then he has to come, and I was like, all right, I kind of like this yeah, guy. I like Donovan Mitchell. This fucking smack. Talking so much smack. Him in his head. Who does he think he is? He's like, oh no, I don't really care about the rookie of the year race. It's like. He cared so much more than Ben Simmons did. Not that Ben Simmons didn't care, but Ben Simmons was I like, just hated, "I just hated how his number one argument was just, oh, he's not a rookie.' Yeah, what yes, kind he's of argument better, is but that? He's just not a rookie. He couldn't even make an argument that he was better. I, so I know, I know Ben Simmons won it, and I'm still heated about that. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, we're over it. We're over. It. We're not salty about it. We're just trying to explain to you no, guys. No, I'm pretty salty. Though. We're trying to explain to you guys why we can't root for the Jazz. Like I can't root for the Jazz. If they're playing the Warriors, I'll root for them. And anybody else, probably not. Just they're because. like the Texans for football. I can't yeah. root for them because Screw Deshaun, the Texans. Watson. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you hate Deshaun Watson <laughs> just because some one article said that he was better than Carson Wentz. It was one article by like twenty professional like people. <laughs> I just find it funny. I was uh, so mad about that. I, you gonna, are you going to hate Patrick Mahomes now, too? No, he's good. I don't I like him. He's, he's proven himself. He's pissing me I, off. I can't tell you how, good, many, how many articles I've read that's like, Patrick Mahomes is the next Tom Brady. I'm like, would you guys chill? Like, you just did this last year with Deshaun yeah. Watson. Like, my man Wentz is still over here putting up MVP numbers. Like, let's chill out. Yeah, I think Wentz needs to get a little bit better to be MVP. I don't think he's Wentz is, up MVP. He's, he's better numbers. numbers than he did last year at this point. Really? Yeah. I guess he only has that one pick. I think I think Wentz needs a, a breakout game, and this is the week for it. I mean, last last week he had like three fifty three touchdowns. No, last week he had two seventy three touchdowns. Eh, technicalities. It was two weeks ago against the uh, Vikings. He threw for like three twenty. So yeah, he's not he's not playing bad. I just don't think he's not like a standout performer right now, like Mahomes is, which I think. He he's like Philip Rivers. Like Philip Rivers for how many years was a consistent top, say he's top eight quarterback, but nobody re- like recognized him as a good quarterback. You think Wise is Philip Rivers? Yeah, I think that's what he's gonna end up being. I don't think so. I think, I think the only reason I why Wentz be like that is because he's in himself. Philadelphia. No, Wentz will reestablish himself. Oh, as... I think he will. I think that's how people perceive him, though. Just because he's not a big like, he's not. He doesn't have. Like a Cam Newton type of attitude. People forget, like he's not bro. Up in your face. Trust the and process. I guess Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that either. But yeah, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is the goat. Gets disrespected dude. a lot. Aaron Rodgers is so good. He's the goat. He's a bad man. <laughs> when it comes to throwing the football, nobody does it better than Aaron Rodgers. It's a simple That's fact. True. Oh man, it blew, he blew my mind. I, I I didn't see the game against the 49ers. I go on. I'm like, all right, let's see what everybody's talking about. Cause like, the Twitter was going wild. I, I pull up like the highlight, and the man like, I don't think he threw a single ball like stepping into his throw. He has to do that stupid like, off the back foot fading away throw like to the pinpoint spot. Like it blows my mind. Anyway. So yeah, what do you got? Big weekend in the NFL coming up. We won't get into it. We'll have another pod, but uh, yeah, we're around the uh, Sixers. Sixers right are five hundred. Hopefully, we'll never dip below five hundred again for the rest of the season. On our way to our first of many NBA titles, you heard it here first. Uh, NBA champs this year, finals champs. Finals champs, Embiid win a, wins MVP. Rook, uh, Markel Fultz. Yeah, he does. He does okay. Ben Simmons wins Rookie of the Year again. Ben Simmons wins Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year over uh, Donovan Mitchell because uh, Donovan Mitchell submits his name as the second candidate, and then DeAndre Ayton gets pissed. Oh, we didn't get into the rookies. All right, real quick, real quick at the end. Um, rookie that is gonna surprise people or and or have the best season, and rookie that is going to tank, a la Malik Monk. Um. I think 
let's start with the middle ground. Trey Young is going to be average. I think he's going to have very good games. He's going to have very bad games. Like a normal rookie point guard. Yes. So I think he's going to be the exact middle ground. Players I think are going to be unknown but have a very good year. Jaron Jackson. Not unknown. Everybody loves him. I haven't heard a single person say a single bad word about Jaron Jackson. But I don't hear him on the mainstream like, oh, it's all Trey Young. It's all yeah. Doncic. It's all uh, Aiton. I think he's going to have a very solid year. He's just on a very, very, very crappy team. Who? Uh, Jaron Jackson. No. What team? The Grizzlies. Yeah. Grizzlies. Sleeper playoff team in the West. You're you heard it here. They had the worst record last year. Did yeah. And uh, who missed the entire season? That's true, but still. When's the last time that Mike Conley and uh, Marcus Hull were healthy? Two years ago? What do they do? Make the playoffs? I think uh, Grizzlies could make the playoffs. Uh, I disagree with that, but I think Jaron Jackson is going to be a very good rookie this year. I think he'll be in the discussion at the end of the year. He'll be like what Jason Tatum was last year, where he will have a very good year, but he won't be known until after the like after the regular season's done and everybody looking back like dang he had a really good year yeah and then he's going to be third in the voting cuz Tatum people forget like Tatum during the regular season he was just like another rookie yeah he put a like decent numbers yeah but he exploded in the playoffs he played yeah, really well that's in the playoffs, really what it was that's when people realized he was really good in the regular season too yeah which i mean he only he averaged what 16 in the regular season not even i don't even know i think it might have been less than that like he had a, he had a Average good, year compared man. to anybody else, but he had a really good rookie season. He's good. He just pissed me off. Yeah. Like, are, are you really going to wink at Embiid after banking in a shot? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that better have been, like, a sarcastic, like, yeah, I got lucky on that one, wink. But it didn't look like that. It looked like, yeah, I got you, which he didn't. Like, the same kind of look that Jalen Brown had after he got blocked. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, are you kidding me? Shut, shut, shut up. All right. Uh, a rookie rook- I think going to do bad. Before you do your first two, Mo Bamba. I don't think he's going to be that good this year. I thought you liked I was, Mo Bamba. I was really high on him at the beginning of the year. I've, I'm not sure if he's going to do very well this year. I think he'll be decent. I mean, Magic are also trash. Yeah. Well, my guy from know. last year, Jonathan Isaac. I think Mo Bamba will be average to below average. Uh, My disappointing guy will be... Uh, Let's think. Today, Junior. I think I'm going to go Colin Sexton. Disappointing? Yeah, disappointing. That's a good one, actually. I think because, like, here's here's how it went. It was like Colin Sexton at Alabama going off. But everybody's like, ah, he's kind of ball dominant, kind of out of control, can't really shoot. And then, uh, and then somewhere along the line, Colin Sexton was like, oh, like, now we like this guy. Like, he's all of a sudden an NBA point guard. And I liked him too. Like I like Colin Sexton. I love the energy he plays with, all that sort of stuff. But I think it kind of got overblown. Like the hype, like exceeded what he is, and like he's still just uh, a, a really fast. He's like De'Aaron Fox in my mind, and uh, I think he'll be fun to watch. He'll have lots of highlights and stuff. But I think he will not have that great a season, and uh, people will be like, ah, he's still a year or two away. Um, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get there yet. So you think? Well, De'Aaron Fox, I think had. The kind of year I said, uh, Trey Young will have this year. De'Aaron Fox pretty, had a bad year. I thought he was a pretty like average year in general. No, nah. just on a bad team. He, he 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 didn't have a good year. 
from what, from what I know. Um, rookie that'll do good. I think it'll be Doncic. You know, I see Doncic and I'm like, ah, he's fat. But then I'm like, he is fat. Yo, I've been thinking that too. He is real fat. <laughs> Dude, he he's fat, bro, yeah, and he's he slow. He's lay off those Oreos, man. I know he's an <laughs> American now. Him and Markel will get along, bro. Markel out here looking baby face as fuck. <laughs> no, nah, Markel's ripped. He 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 looked a little chubby last year. But nah, yeah, nah. Doncic, Doncic definitely was uh eating that good European bread. What do they got over there? Pasta. He was eating, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was eating stuff over there. All of your European <laughs> pasta. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so he came over here. He's got some lion tattoo. Get on. He, he makes plays. I don't know. He makes plays. He, he, the Mavs might surprise people. They got they got some good secondary players. DSJ over yeah, there. the whole team is a secondary player. Yeah, seriously. So I think he'll go over there. He'll try to be the alpha dog. He'll do a decent job. The Mavs might get, like, the ninth or 10th best record in the West. And uh, they'll have a pretty solid season. I think he wins rookie of the year. So, wait. You just named two teams you think are sneaking into the playoff race for the West, and you still think that they aren't as good as the East. So it's already you're already comparing everybody from four to ten, and then you added literally the bottom two teams on my list to those teams. <laughs> so it's four through twelve now. Matt, 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 Matt. You know who the twelfth best team in the East Te- is? The Nets. Technically, hey, don't don't the Nets might be good. Uh, and the what, Cavs. Who who they got in the Nets? That that man, uh, uh, the big dude, uh, uh, uh Jared so Jared Allen, Jared Allen's good. He blocked the crap out of Blake Griffin. Do you see that? I don't care. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, another pod coming at you soon. When the Eagles Hopefully. beat who? Who are you playing this week? Carolina. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Oh, that will be a good one. Good. Uh. Decided for back or not. Yeah, this will be a good test game. I hope we win by 20. We'll probably win by, like, two. But uh, <laughs> uh, I want to see the offense look good. I want to see the defense look good. I want to see uh, special teams. Look Jake good. Elliott hit a 64-yarder. I want to see it all. I want to see uh, Corey Clement go for 100 yards. So, yes, that'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Uh, we'll have a pod for you after that happens. Probably. And then uh, Sixers will have beaten uh, whoever we play on Saturday. And no Bamba we'll, and the Magic. That's right. And then uh, we'll probably have an Embiid poster. And then we'll be gearing up for the Tuesday night game. And uh, that's when you can expect another pod. So um, check us out on Twitter. At you're not wrong underscore. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I got that. I'm on this. And... Uh, Add us, send us some videos. Uh, I like retweeting stuff. Uh, tell your friends we need more listens. Anything to say, please. Matt? Peace. Uh, TTP. I said please. Trust actually. the process. Hey, would you guys chill? Markel Fultz is playing. Trust the process. F2G, faithful to the grind. Trust the process. He's back, baby. Let's get it. Peace. Peace.